Okay, hi guys. Okay, so this time on SOS, we're going to be talking about why race is so hard to talk about. Part one. Part one. And we're here with Stevie Tyree. Hey. Jodian Clock. And Naylin Mason. All right. Boom. Ew. <laughs> Drops the mic. All right. I feel like race is so hard to talk about because I feel like at this point, a lot of us who are like born in America do fall into like multiple different racial categories. And I feel like with stereotypes, it does kind of make it a little like awkward and you like people don't want to like slip up and say the wrong thing. Okay, so boom. My, I feel like there's so many ascensions, dissensions, branches, extensions that go on to why race is so hard to talk about. Like, I think it's hard to talk about because it's just like, I said this in race and gender. If you have spinach in your teeth, you're going to want somebody to tell you. I think race is hard to talk about is because somebody doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Somebody doesn't want to be offended. Somebody doesn't want to own up to their ancestors did. But it's just like the same way that we all sit back and talk about the Civil War, evolution, like prehistoric times. I think you should just talk about it. Race is hard to talk about. I mean, it's such a broad topic, but like. It's just plain uncomfortable with some people to talk about. I think it's uncomfortable because if, like, for example, if I was to talk about, I don't know, what is something that may have been really weird? Like, if if you basically talk about interracial dating in the 60s with the mixed kid, if you say, so, like, I think it's just more so, I don't think it's a problem so much, like, with African, like, Talking about it within your race isn't the problem. I think it's talking to other races and if it's an issue that affects them. Like, I, I'm i not sure why people get bothered talking about it because I could talk about it all day. I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's those who aren't affected by it and those who aren't offended and those who don't understand who have trouble talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to take blame because they feel it's something that they didn't do. But I feel like not talking about it and avoiding it is what causes it to get worse than what it already is. Mm, I feel like that especially is like really like existent especially in, like, in classrooms because I know like when we do study like civil war and like because we do need to learn about that like that's like a huge elephant in the room. I feel like the first time like a teacher's like okay black people were lynched like everybody in the room is like all eyes are on like the first black person they see and I feel like that yeah. is like such an elephant in the room that like nobody like addresses at all like like, I mean, they address it, but it's like, oh, and everybody's kind of, like, tucks their head down. Like, no one really says anything. But, like, I feel like we need to address that. But, like, I'm trying to figure out how to address that still. Like, how would you address that? Like, if we were in the classroom right now and the teacher was, like, talking and they were like, hey, this person was lynched for this, that, and the third reason. And then all the white people looked at you and just kind of looked away and it was just really awkward in the classroom. Like, how Well, that's you- happened, especially here where there aren't too many minority students. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in American studies, we talked about slavery a lot, and I would be like the only black person in the class, oftentimes, and it was just kind of just awkward to talk about that kind of stuff. And there was like no one there to back you up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how. I just I would just I don't know. It's it's hard to answer. I mean, I feel like when you don't have teachers, like shouts like Mr. Taylor, yeah. and, like Robinson, like if you don't have teachers like that, and they just kind of like oh. Um, this is going to be kind of awkward to talk about, but then they're kind of like, okay, yeah, it happened and you need to mm-hmm. acknowledge it. And I feel like we need more teachers like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, especially, I mean, I'm not speaking for like all oh, public schools, but like Madison, especially, I felt like the only people that I had to like, I guess, make me feel like more secure. Like I didn't feel like more um, isolated in the topic at hand was like other black kids in the classroom. And I feel like, 
And I feel like there just really wasn't a lot of people there mm -hmm. to like help me out with it. So I feel like if we do have more teachers like them, it'll help out. And I think it's really important for teachers to be our allies and not like how in Madison they didn't really care. Mm -hmm. They need to be our allies, especially when talking about race. That's a really uncomfortable situation or thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. So they need to be on and our I'm, side. And I'm not just talking about Madison. I'm just talking about like schools in general. Like in general I can yeah. just talk from my own experience and that I went from Madison. I went to Madison. So I can just speak on that because I've never went to another public school besides Madison. So just making that clear so no one thinks I'm trying to just come from Madison. Yeah, I would say I feel like public schools and I mean any school, I mean with a lot of schools, I feel like, I mean, now that we're in a political climate and social climate we are now, everybody is more open to talking about it because they're forced to. You can't avoid it. It's everywhere. You have cell phones. But I would say like my public school, the schools I've been exposed to, they treat it as like a taboo topic where it's like. You don't miss you don't mention race because the teacher thinks you're going to get in an argument. And it's just like it's not so much arguing. I mean, of course, you agree to disagree. I mean, I think it's the fear of differing opinions and feeling like they don't want to maybe spend class talking about that. Like in public school, when we talked about the Civil War stuff was different than how I talk about it. I mean, yeah. at St. Anne's now, mm -hmm. they are way more in depth. I've learned so about so many black authors, so many like like Middle Eastern, like all these writers, poets, things I didn't know about in public school because they avoided, like they skirted around having to mention race, having to mention this side, one, this side. Slavery was literally over in the wink of an eye. I don't even think they said the word slavery when we talked about it. It was mm -hmm. just like, this happened. Okay, next topic. Like, yeah, like I remember one of my friends wore a turp in the school. And, or she didn't stand for the pledge, which is another taboo topic. <laughs> and she and a teacher held her back from class and she missed a whole class period like an hour's worth just because she said she was like she said she was un-american like all these things and it's just like instead of actually asking her she made all these assumptions she said were things going on at home and like but in class she was like oh well you know i'll get fired if we talk about this stuff but it's just like why get fired i think when you expose i mean i get to learn more about you you me i mean i shouldn't hold a grudge against you but i mean at least i would know a little bit more mm -hmm. i feel like um that change that type of change is gonna have to come from like more systematic changes in the school because i know like um i don't know if it's changed or anything but i know a lot of our classes like like how um a woman who we just had um we just got talked to by who we just talked to kind of like indirectly in the assembly day was saying um, it feels totally different when you have proper representation in the books you read and the things you study. And I feel like at Madison, I had no representation at all whatsoever, but then here we read books like fire next time by James Baldwin. And we start hearing um, like um, Ella Fitzgerald and like songs and stuff when we're listening to in the classroom. And I feel Zora like Neale Hurston and mm -hmm. Equion, like all these people, like I was exposed to that I didn't know before. And I'm not just saying this because I had to read them, but like I actually it, read them. It, like. <laughs> like I actually read them. It was cool to read these things that you learn. And I think like it'll become less of a conversation. For example, like diversity. When you're exposed to something and it's in your environment and nobody had to force you to do it, you don't notice it. Like it doesn't become like noticeable to you because mm -hmm. it's just like normal mm -hmm. like it's just not like the sun comes up every day do you have to point it out no because it's there every day so i feel like when you, your school's diverse you don't notice it so i feel like talking about race if you talk about it and you don't make it seem like oh my gosh no we can't talk about this i think people will be more comfortable and of course the conversation is always going to be bringing up the past but i think people bring up the past because people never really want to address it well i mean the history repeats itself if you don't make a change so i mean if you just live the same experiences and like never really comment on it it's not really changing on anything and we can't really 
talk about an issue we have without mentioning the past anyway, because I can sit here and be like, oh, I'm happy, but I might not be happy like two minutes later or like, you know, so it's, I feel like we, that kind of does need to come up. But yeah, I would say, and like Naylin said, you, it repeats itself like, okay, we can avoid talking about slavery and, you know, it happened, it's done. They, you won't get reparations like these things. Okay, let's pretend it's not confronted. But the next day somebody calls me the N-word now we have to talk about yeah. it because mm-hmm. the inward side of slavery and there's no other way of getting around it unless you go all the way there and explain to them. Like, that's when that happens is when you address it. Like, cultural things that happen. For, like, example, if I see, it, like, okay, people get mad if you see, like, a white girl with, like, cornrows and beads and stuff. She doesn't understand, but you're going to have to talk about the past, talking about race, why these braids are important to me, why. Like, to you, they may just be braids, but they're not to me. Like, things you mm-hmm. have to talk about, like, you don't want to. I mean, to me, I feel like when I do see things like that, I don't, it's not necessarily me being like, oh, you can't do that just because you're white. I feel like, I feel like me personally, it's like I had to like deal with that as a kid. Like we all have like, I'm sure you have stories like your mom doing your hair when you were little and like them tight cornrows and like, <laughs> and then we can, we can sit here and we can talk and we laugh about that. And I feel like how we were talking about today, um, we all we really have now is just black culture in America since we don't really have a country, most of us. So that's like the only thing we have. And I feel like we hold that so precious and so close to us. And it's like, when we see things like that, it's like, Hey, why like, can we not have like one little thing just to hold on to like one little piece of us. But then I understand it on the flip side too, because they want culture as well. So, I mean, I feel like we're both kind of like at a loss for our identities. Cause I mean, all we really have is like our racial terms of black, white, but we don't necessarily have like, well, not all of us, but some of us only have, like, I'm black, but we don't have, like, yeah, I'm black, but I'm Nigerian. And we do all this stuff in Nigeria. We can't say that. So all we have is, like, our pop culture. We have our dancing, our our hair, you know, our, our style, the way we carry ourselves, our slang, our lingo. And it's, like, when we don't have that anymore, I mean, you can kind of see why we would get so offended and so, like, antsy about it. Because it's, like, you're taking away a part of me. And it's, like, whoa, because that's just something that doesn't. That's like something you wouldn't necessarily do, but I can see why. Yeah, I would say I was whose YouTube channel? It might have been Cinderella OGs or somebody else's. But like they said, I think being black by our skin color is literally what ties us together. It's not technically mm-hmm. we all do the same traditions, but the experiences. Okay, for example, there may be black people who never have cookouts. They don't eat fried chicken. They don't do these things that they say that we do. But since her skin color is the same as mine. She'll probably eventually have to go through the same thing as me. And that will tie her back to like, whoa, we share the same experiences. These are things we go to. And somehow I think that's what ties us all together because maybe, I mean, I hate to say it, but one day she's probably going to experience racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up. No, keep going, keep going. But like, I think that's like the one thing like Naylan said too. It's just like, I'm like, we can't claim like Nigerian traditions because you know, that wasn't a part of us. But things we can claim are things we brought over. Things from our grandparents, you know, spirituals and braids and like the sense of and family and mm-hmm. like just like the whole experience, like all these like even songs, dances, like those may seem like little things and little like like our arbitrary things to like other people, but like there are things that you pay attention to. Like if you don't know September by Earth, Wind and Fire, <laughs> I think your grandparents might just kill you. Mind know that, and they only Ain't listen it. to gospels. So Ain't it. I think our Fire Kirk, Desire. Kirk, yeah, like Kirk Franklin. <laughs> like all these things yes. that make like make people 
like a universal thing. Like we know Marvin all Gaye. those Tyler Perry movies and actors are famous, but they're not famous to nobody. Tyler Perry presents. <laughs> like all these things is just like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like don't enjoy it because I mean, like if you are going to you know wear braids or listen to like pop music or whatever, just like don't. I don't know how to like explain, but like don't try to like like cultural appropriated and like call something else or like um use it in a totally different sense than like what we would just because it's edgy and then call like bantu knots like like Space mini buns like, yeah. but like girls wasn't wearing bantu knots for kodak black popped up but like like Naylan said i guess just to tie back into the bigger picture of why we can't like talk about race it's just like it's not we can't talk about it. i think people just fear the conversation why i still am not sure of but like i feel like if you do these things and you're aware of culture maybe like ask a friend like hey is this like you don't want to i feel like i get you don't want to have to explain yourself like those are just the things you like but you could always ask a friend or like if you listen to migos and like all this other stuff maybe plays inward like i don't know you just have to be aware of the conversation that might follow and just like hey i respect like your your music your culture i'm not trying to do x y and mm-hmm. z like same way you would like i wouldn't walk walk around wearing i don't know like a traditional sorry or something just because i think it's fashion forward because that's completely not me and mm-hmm. i can't be mad if a person walks up and it's just like um that's my traditional outfit i don't think you should have that on yeah like yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't take offense if i like like i mean i've seen women with beautiful hijabs and, like, if I just want to be like, oh, I want to wear hijab now, I feel like I can't do that because I feel like I'm just taking a whole culture that I have, like, no link to unless I want to, you know, be invested in that culture and be invested in that religion. I mean, then that's a different story. But it's because I think it's cool. I just feel like I can't do that. I mean, that's just me. And I have friends who wear hijabs. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. But I still can't feel like I can do that. So I feel like that's just kind of ups to us as a collective to just be aware of, like, those boundaries and not to, like, invade on, like, what they're doing, but, like, there's so much gray area to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's just the conversation. People fear agreeing to to disagree, and everybody thinks that when you talk about topics you might agree on, that it's just going to be a screaming match. I think that's what it is. People just fear that their opinion might be taken the wrong way, but I feel like, and and they don't want to hear, oh, slavery, this, like, they don't want you to keep bringing up the past, but not the past i think it's just bringing up the past to address the future it's hard to talk about yeah it's hard (laughs) to talk about american history without mentioning race yeah that's all i'm gonna say that's literally what we're going on Mm -hmm. well i guess that's then for part one bye it's your girl dode oh god i can't even say my name bye (laughs) bye